Welcome back. Welcome back to a new year, 2023. We are officially in a new season and a new chapter for many of us. I personally am very much a new year girly. I love resolutions. I love a fresh start. I love resetting. I love vision boarding. I love scripting. I love planning out a new year. Does it always stay on track? No, not always. But generally speaking, I do set goals and visions for myself that I think many do end up coming to fruition over the course of a year. So for me, it's always kind of an exciting mindset to put myself in. I love the season. I really like the holidays and I love fall and winter, but there's just like this energy that I'm really attached to. And I think it's because with my dad, we used to really start the new year very visually, very uh, resolution oriented. And I think I just kept that in my adult life and I do it now on my own. I used to I think I used to think it was like a drag having to write out our resolutions and then my dad used to make us share them with each other, which was always like kind of weird and awkward, but like we just we did it. And now I like feel yeah, I just feel like that energy has really stayed with me and it like really drives me and motivates me into a new season. And I feel like just as people, we kind of need this fresh start whether it's arbitrary or whatever, like I think just mentally it's really helpful for us to have a start and an end point. That way we are able to like keep our, keep our energy up, keep our motivation going, keep ourselves a little driven. Um, but anyway, that's just me. Few words. I've been seeing a lot of like new year's resolution hating online and I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe in that, but to each their own, of course, if you celebrate the new year differently, go off. For me, I'm very much in the spirit of this fresh start. And so I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that it's January 3rd. I am excited to bring you this episode today. It's been a minute since we last chatted. It was it was the holidays. I feel like I'm I'm trying really hard to stay on top of my podcast schedule, but I feel like at this point I'm a broken record, but it's just really hard for me to keep up sometimes. I promise in season two, I'm going to be way more on it. Um, But for now, yeah, there's been a couple of weeks since we last chatted. So I figure let's just do a quick little holiday recap. Um, Wines I drank, things we did. This holiday season was a little bit weird. I feel, well, I got COVID right before all of the holiday festivities began. So I wasn't able to do my usual Christmas party hopping. I didn't partake in the brown burrows and the white elephants that I had planned on. Um, And then I feel like Christmas kind of like came at this on like a weird day of the week. I don't know why it like really threw me off that it was on a Sunday because I feel like I always have all this time leading up to the holiday. And then this year I was sick, so I couldn't go do anything. And then all of a sudden it was like the week of Christmas and I just felt like it showed up like so abruptly and I didn't have any of my holiday shopping done. 
I ended up having to shop online, which I don't really love, but I got it all done. So I guess that's all that matters. What else? What did we do? So Matt and I, we celebrated four years together, four beautiful, wonderful, happy years. Um, and so we decided to escape a couple days before Christmas. Um, we went up to Los Alamos in the San Inez Valley and we stayed at the cutest motel, the Skyview Motel. We had lunch at Bell's. It was amazing. It was incredible, worth all the hype. Seriously, like it's a two and a half hour drive from LA. We chose to stay the night just because we were making it a little romantic getaway. But honestly, you could drive up early in the morning, get a reservation for lunch, enjoy a long, delicious lunch, drink a couple glasses of wine, walk it off, get back in the car and then head back down to LA and make a day of it. It's so fantastic. Like everything on the menu hit, the menu's super simple. It's not overly expensive. Um, just everything on the menu. Like we ordered so many incredible things. The terrine, oh my gosh, I... I loved it. It was just, it had pistachios, like a little bit of like dried fruit. It was Christmassy, but it had that like sort of like hamness to it. It was so good. Um, I got the mule frite because I, that's my favorite meal of all time, mule frite. I love mussels in like a delicious herby wine broth and then some French fries. Oh my God. Matt got the beef cheek. The salads are incredible. And then like every glass of wine we had was a hitter. So good. I personally, I was happy to just go glass by glass because I wanted to like pair different things with our food. But if you go the bottle route, go for it. I'm sure they have amazing bottles as well. And then after that, we walked to a couple of antique shops. And then the main antique depot that I wanted to check out was actually closed. So I was a little bit bummed about that, but it was closed until January. Um, so then we headed over to Bodega. Also, Los Alamos is like five blocks. The whole town is like five blocks long. So it's really like, it's a very small, cute, quaint little farming town. Um known for wine country and I'm sure other agricultural things are going on there. Um, but yeah, so we went to Bodega. It's the cute, tiny little wine shop with like coffee and glassware and other home goods and things like that. And then their backyard is set up to be just this gorgeous wine bar patio. So we got a bottle of wine, we sipped it. It was just like a really fabulous day and then headed back to our motel and chilled out until the next day and stopped in Los Olivos, got some coffee, did some Christmas shopping, and then we headed back to LA. And then it was Christmas. So Christmas Eve, we usually go to my dad's every Christmas Eve, um, longstanding tradition because, you know, in Latino families, Christmas is on Christmas Eve. Um, so we celebrated, we celebrate Colombian Christmas, which means we sing the novenas, which are like Christmas prayers, you know, Jesus, he's made it to wherever they were trying to make it, the manger, but I don't know, whatever. We sing songs in Spanish and we say prayers and everyone has an instrument and everyone's just singing along and it's super fun and hilarious. And then we ate, we always eat like, um, pernil, which is pork shoulder and, um, classic sides, buñuelos and things like that. For wine, I brought over a Blanc de Noir Syrah. 
I've been sitting on this bottle for honestly, maybe even a year, at least six months, but I think over a year. Um, it's, it was incredible. It was like luxurious and like luscious and velvety. It was a Syrah, but it, it's a Blanc de Noir. So it was direct press, no skins. So it actually came out like very clear, but it had this like rich body to it, like a little viscous and like, yeah, gorgeous, gorgeous wine. Perfect for Christmas dinner. And then Christmas day, we actually kept super low key. Matt and I, we always do like a slow morning with Panettone and good coffee, some tamales. Um, and then we were going to go to my uncle's house, which was like a huge family celebration. We were going to do a giant white elephant, but my uncle who was hosting, they all got COVID at their house. So literally day before Christmas, my mom was like, uh, come to our house, I guess. And so we went to my mom's and we had actually a really fun meal. My brother made carnitas, like super last minute. My mom also made a lasagna. So we had lasagna on the table. Matt and I brought like fixings to make sandwiches out of Aaron's carnitas and lots of random, like different comfort foods, but it was all really bomb. And we drank wine. I honestly don't remember the wine that I brought. I don't know why my COVID brain, my long COVID is like blanking that out. My memory has kind of been shot this month. It's actually really crazy. I didn't expect that. Um, and then, yeah. And then like the week after Christmas, I mean, I'm sure this is for everyone. Well, I didn't have to work luckily. Um, but like chilling to the max, like Matt and I did absolutely nothing except eat delicious food. We ordered takeout from like every single one of our favorite places, a different place every day. We hung out with friends who were in town, who were visiting. Um, we like went on long walks. We walked to little Tokyo one day, like early in the morning and bought mochi and then got like 11 a.m. ramen one day. Then we went to Soho House and like had cocktails with our friends. And then we went to the Christmas bar. If you're in LA, you know the Christmas bar is a pop-up that happens at Here and Now in the Arts District. We had to check that out. We went to the new disco, Italian disco bar next to Della Nona. What else? Um, I had short rib noodles. I had... Um, what else did we eat? We had like pizza, like literally every food you could imagine we ate to the point where I was like, I'm not eating in 2023. Like this is it. We already fucking ate. And then finally it was New Year's Eve. And I don't know if this was the case for everyone, but like every person I talked to, the vibe was like, stay home, not do anything, take it low key, like no need to like force ourselves to party. It was really interesting because I have been yearning for this for a really long time. Like I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm very much a new year's girly. I love to start fresh, but I always make the same mistake and I party really hard, obviously on new year's Eve. And then I go to bed at like four five, six in the morning sometimes. And then I wake up at like 3 PM and I'm hungover. I feel like shit. It gets dark super freaking early this time of year. So by the time I wake up, the sun's going down and I've totally lost the first day of the year. And I was like, 
I don't want that. I don't want that for my life. I want to, I don't think I've only done it once before in my life and it wasn't even my choice. Like I went on vacation with my grandpa on New Year's Eve once and I went to Nuki in Colombia, which is like this like tiny, tiny little coastal town on the Pacific coast. And like, we were like lights out at eight, 9 PM that night. So that's the only other time that I've like not, but that was like over 10 years ago. So anyway, this year I was like telling Matt, I was like, I I just, I don't know. Like we don't have any set plans and I feel like it's a sign that we should just like have a really chill, cute night together with the cats. Let's like drink some good wine, hang out, whatever. All of our other friends were apparently on the same vibe because literally like nothing was going on. It also was the rain of the century in LA. It rained fucking hard that night. Um, so yeah, so new year's was super low key. Our friends, Chloe and Andy invited us over to their place, um, for like a little afternoon soiree, which was super fun. We went there from like er early afternoon, drank a bunch, a bunch of vermouth, vermouth on the rocks, guys. If you read my newsletter before the end of the year, my newsletter last week, I talked about trends I was noticing in natural wine. And I mentioned vermouth. I mentioned aromatized and fortified wines. I'm telling you, a good vermouth on the rocks is going to be your fucking jam all year long. I'm telling you. Try it. Just try it. Trust me. It's freaking delicious. So anyway, we had the Partita Cruz um, mousse. Oh, it is so good. I mean, it's like a Christmas drink, really. It's like this beautiful red with all these like gorgeous spices. And we just literally put some... Ice, poured it over ice, delish. Uh, Andy, our friend, also brought us or brought out um, a, a sake he was gifted. It's basically like a Japanese vermouth, but it, it's not really a vermouth because it's made out of sake, but it's kind of on that same vibe. It's a sake that's been aromatized with citrus and spices and indigenous herbs um, from the region that the sake was made. And so, yeah, fantastic. It was like super lemony and like kind of tasted like a, like a, like a lemon drop or like a limoncello. I don't know. It was really good. Really impressed with it. And then, yeah, so Matt and I, we drove home. We picked up some sushi from a great spot in Highland Park. Um, and then had dinner with one of our friends here at the house. And then we sent our friend off. He's like our son. We sent him off to his party. We said, okay, be safe. No drinking and driving. We love you. And then we got in bed with some sparkling rosé that I was gifted, um, by my friend, Matt, Matt Kaner. Thanks for the bottle. And, uh, yeah, we watched bullet train we heard everyone screaming from the street that it was New Year's. We saw some fireworks go off outside the window and we kissed and we went to bed and it was fantastic. What a fabulous New Year's. I think I like want that to be like every other year. I want to do something like that. Whether it's like a calm, nice, like dinner, intimate dinner with friends or like a solo moment of like going somewhere by myself or with my partner and just enjoying that silence every other year. I think there's something really special and rejuvenating about that. Um, yeah, I'm also, uh, training for a race that is in exactly 
less than two weeks now. So I woke up early. I went for a long run, enjoyed the crisp, beautiful air. After all that rain, it was like gorgeously sunny. And yeah, we also deep cleaned our house. I spent time with my grandma. I'm really giving you guys the fucking play-by-play of my holiday break. But today, January 3rd, I am back at work. I am back online. I am back at my desk, at my computer. So if I haven't emailed you back, I will by tomorrow. (laughs) But I'm just trying to catch up. Um, Yeah, it's been... It's been a great, great little week off, week and a half off, and um, I'm just ready for great things to happen in 2023. I think you all are going to have great years. I think this is like the year that we all bounce back from the last two chaotic years. We're all going to collectively bounce back and we're going to be our best selves and we're going to thrive as a team, as individuals, as a community. Um, I think it's just going to be a really fucking dope year for all of us. So I'm jazzed on that and I hope you are too. So that's pretty much it. That's my roundup. Um, I don't really have much more to talk about. Oh, what I did want to talk about, though, before I forget, is Moss Vino Please has got a couple of dope-ass events coming up very soon. I am ironing out the details, but um, yeah, this year I've got a lot of really amazing things planned that I put in my vision board and I put in my manifestations and my planning and my resolutions, and I just really, 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 really want this year to be the year that, like... Moss Vino as a community because I said this in my newsletter it's like Moss Vino is not just me it's this entire community it's every single one of you who listen to the podcast who come out to the events who like let me pour wine for them who let me choose wines for them for their event like that's so fucking cool like it's all of us it's it's you guys coming together and meeting each other at a Moss Vino event and becoming friends and going off and doing things outside of wine together it's people you know, learning something maybe from one of my videos or one of my guests on the podcast and being able to share and educate their friends and their family and their community with that new knowledge. And so I'm really excited. I'm working on a lot of things this year, but I'm really excited to continue just building on what we all created last year and doing more events. I really, 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 really want to get out to New York and do an event with you guys in New York. I have a lot of things in motion to hopefully make that happen sooner than later. Um, I'm hoping for springtime fun, maybe early summer. Um, Yeah, and I've also been envisioning some things maybe abroad, um, but those details are still being worked out in my head and also some more merch because y'all really fucking brought it and sold that shit out so fast it was really freaking cool those dope ass one-of-a-kind shirts if you don't remember go to instagram and check them out because they were hand airbrushed but i'm working on some new things so you all can continue to rep moss Bino outside of events and just yeah just thank you thanks again for for just everything that you guys have 
brought to the table, everything that you guys have, you know, supported me on and, and helped me sort of just, you guys are fucking dope. Like, I just, I love everyone. I love everyone that I've met. Um, I think it's really cool that I get to be friends with all these people that I don't think we would have been connected had it not been for the internet. So like, I'm really thankful for the internet. Somebody asked me the other day what I was thankful for. And I was like, no, truly I'm thankful for like the internet because it's brought me so many amazing people, so many amazing opportunities, so many places. Like it's really just truly such a connector, you know, if it's used correctly and if it's used intentionally, I think it can do just really amazing things. And so I'm just filled with a lot of joy and gratitude over the internet. Now, I've been chatting here for about 20 minutes. I don't want to bore you too much, but I have a very special guest today who I think you're going to freaking love. He is the sweetest, the most genuine, the most intelligent, the most cute person in my life and his name is Nicolas my little brother my seven-year-old brother he might be eight I honestly can't remember I think he's seven he's gonna be eight or he might be eight and gonna be nine he'll kill me once he hears this I know he'll be mad that I don't know his actual birthday but in any case he is in the second grade and he is going to talk about natural wine with me right now on the podcast so, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this special bonus episode with a very special secret guest, my sweet little brother, Nico. I, I'm so excited. Let's get into it. Also, this episode got recorded very impromptu while I was setting up the mic, and so the audio, basically the mic wasn't on. It recorded through my computer, not through the actual microphone, hence the low-quality sound. I apologize in advance, but I promise you, it's quality content. Okay, can you test into the microphone, Nico? Testing, testing. It's not on yet. (laughs) Okay, Nico, have you ever had a wine before? No. No? No. You've never tried wine? No, it's not for my age yet. It's not your age? Yeah. Hmm. How old do you have to be to try wine? Yeah, probably like 15, 14. 15 or 14? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think And you can only take a sip at that age. Oh, okay. When can you have a full glass of wine? Probably like when you're 19. 19 or something? 19, 18. When you're 19 or 18? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Oh shoot. How do you come Let's on? see if it was working for like five minutes. Uh, okay. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Whatever the podcast is about. Well, the podcast is about wine and you said you've never had wine before. So should we make it about something else? Uh, no. We can make it about soccer. No, it's okay. It's no? Okay. It's okay. Okay, you think you can, you think you know some of these definitions of wine? Probably not. The only thing I know about wine is that it's made of grapes. Okay, that's a good start. That's all I know. What else? What else? What other facts do you maybe know about wine? It's made from grapes. Pretty much nothing else. Nothing else? Did you know that 
there's red wine grapes and there's white wine grapes. Okay. Do you think the grapes are the same that you buy from the grocery store? No. They're different? Yeah. I, I, like, what do you... Elaborate on that, please. I think that they might, like, instead of just buying it straight from, like, the grocery store mm-hmm. so that they're, like, plain, mm-hmm. I think that they add something to the grapes okay. once they already get them. Oh, okay. Okay. So they, so they buy them from the grocery store? No, they, no they, they get them, they pick them off the trees. It's a vine. Well, the vines, mm-hmm. off the vines, mm-hmm. and then they add stuff, and, but they don't buy it from the grocery store. Okay, I see. So they don't buy the grapes from the grocery store, they pick them fresh off the vine. Yes. And then they add stuff. What kind of stuff do you think they add? <sighs> That's the one thing that I don't know. It's kind of hard, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Well, a lot of places, a lot of small family style vineyards they grow the grapes sometimes or they get grapes from their friends that grow the grapes and then they make the wine and they don't add anything to it sometimes they just take the grapes and they put them in big containers barrels barrels very good yes barrels and they let them ferment do you know what ferment means Yes, like age a little bit, like age. So at one point, they're not the same fresh grapes. Mm-hmm. They're like that. They, they don't have the same taste. They have yes. a different taste. They definitely they're have a different older. taste. They're they a little older. They're old. Yes, they age. They age almost like they're almost like they're turning rotten. Yeah. And all the sugars, right? Because yeah, they all start leaving. Yes, the sugars start leaving, and they start turning into alcohol. Yes. Yes. That's what happens with those grapes in those barrels. And then the barrels get closed for a long time, and they let that happen for sometimes months, sometimes weeks. Depends on the kind of wine you're making. Yeah. And then every so often you check, every couple of months, every couple of weeks, you check to see what your wine is tasting like. You can add certain things to create a balance for the wine sometimes, depending on the winery. But otherwise, you don't really have to add too much to it. You more just guide it. So you put it in the right, like, contraptions so that, are you understanding what I mean by contraption? Contraptions, like what's a contraption? Vessel, like a vessel, like a box, well, not oh. a box, like a like a barrel. A barrel, like he said, yeah, he knew he knew a barrel, so that was good. Anyway, they give it guidance, and then over time, it makes wine, and then they put it in a bottle, and then they serve it at their dinner. The thing is, the thing that I wonder is what. What's the difference between wine? Mm-hmm. How do how do you tell if it's wine or if it's grape juice? How do you make it different mm. from grape juice? Great question, Nico. Great question. The difference between grape juice and wine is the fermentation. Remember? So you how you said the grapes, the fruits start to age. They get a little bit older. They they change in their flavor when they ferment and then they start turning into alcohol, that's what separates it from grape juice 
and wine. Okay. Great. Do you understand wine now? A little bit more. A little bit more. Cool. Okay, good. Perfect. You're the great you're a great student. Thank you. Thanks for being on my wine podcast. Okay. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like this podcast, be sure to follow my sister on Instagram, TikTok, and Subtack. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Okay, one more time, but you said Subtack? Say Substack. Substack. Did we just learn about fermentation and natural wine from a seven-year-old? Yes, we did. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was a super fun little holiday recap. Once again, happy new year. I'm super excited for you and for me and for us and all of the great things that are going to happen this year. Big shout out to my little brother who agreed to be on this podcast at all of seven years old. He is so cute and so sweet. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will see you next week for the season finale of the Moss Vino Please podcast season one. Season two coming very soon with lots of amazing, incredible guests. I'm excited to bring it to you. All right. Okay, that's it. Everyone have a great week and I will see you next time. Love you. Bye.